So welcome to the second episode of Proper Tea with Vitali. This is a brand new podcast where we will be drinking tea and chatting about property with Vitali. My name is Lee and I know nothing about property investment and I will be quizzing Vitali every month to find out everything Vitali knows about property investments. And anything he doesn't know, Vitali is going to find out. Every month, we will be discussing a range of topics to do with property investment, everything from how to get started in property to best tips on investing in a fixer-upper. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing the different types of property investment and which one is best for beginners. So let's get into the podcast. So I'm looking at my first question, Vitaly, and I realize I actually need to ask you about tea. Are you drinking any tea today? Um, yes, <laughs> I am. <laughs> what tea have you got with you today? Is it the famous well, this, Yorkshire tea? Yeah, famous Yorkshire tea, yeah, with the milk, yeah. With the milk. And two sugars, yeah. With milk and two sugars? Yeah. Yeah, like a like a proper builder. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I like actually with a condensed milk as well, instead of just milk and sugar, you put condensed milk, it's really nice, it's very sweet and kind of rich taste well it's yeah I yeah i it. i sometimes when i used to drink coffee with sugar actually janae my wife introduced me condensed milk and it yeah you don't need the sugar because because the milk is already a yeah. bit sweet yeah very yeah. nice yeah i recommend <laughs> coffee with condensed milk it's really nice yeah definitely coffee is very nice as well yeah with the condensed milk so how yeah. are you vitali how was your happy new year to you this is the beginning yeah to of- you too 2021 and we're recording this just at the end of we had christmas and we're in new lockdown in the uk aren't we uh strange yeah. times yeah very strange time yeah and actually today my wife doing a test covid test uh because last week um i met with uh potential clients and uh it's a basically a couple husband and wife and uh, three days later, they emailed to me to say, Vitaly, I'm really sorry. We had a COVID. We didn't yeah. know. Yeah. So maybe I have a COVID now, but um, my wife's uh, doing tests today. She's doing her test. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's the thing that we're seeing. Um, in You know, we're being told that these infection rates are high and it's different to last time. Last time we would hear stories of other people, but now... I'm hearing lots of friends and family colleagues who are, are are testing positive. It's it is it is true. It's we're definitely seeing more of it around, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. Today, this morning, I received text message from my niece. Uh, she's living in Ireland, Northern Ireland. She'd been test positive yesterday, and her little son been test positive as well. Uh, so, and they assume husband as well has a COVID now. So, yeah, it's definitely more more around. Yeah. In terms of Christmas, obviously, it was hard to see family and friends. Were you able to celebrate? You and your family, your kids, your wife, able to celebrate in some way? Yes, we had a very well quiet and very nice yeah. Christmas. Uh, we didn't have to because quite often Christmas in our house or we go to my parents-in-law house okay um so usually it's quite busy christmas but this year it was very quiet and um uh, without a rush 
um, a new year, we had a really good fun, actually. We had a Zoom with our friends. Uh, our friends organized a game, Murder Mystery. And uh, it was about, I don't know, seven families um, on Zoom. And we played. And this was really, really good fun. We spent about three hours on Zoom. Cool, cool. I wish I'd done that. That's <laughs> That sounds like a, yeah, a good way to spend New Year where you know virtually best way to do it that's the best idea i've heard of how to spend new year without meeting people so in the intro i mentioned that we are asking you everything you know about property investment but i know from when we've talked that you're keen to point out that you are also learning things about property investment yourself um that you don't know everything it's still a journey for you Yes. Uh, which is why we say everything Vitali knows about property and anything he doesn't know, he's going to find out. Is there something new that you recently found out that you'd love to share with us? Yes. Um, well, I have a really amazing journey because I started beginning of last year, uh, yeah. my journey in property investment. And uh, so I... Um, I'm with three different academies, uh, property academies, where I learn about properties because I really would like to learn properly how it's done. And uh, uh, even though you can find lots of on YouTube, amazing content uh, about property investment. But I believe you need to invest into yourself, into your education, be educated in properties. Um, But at the moment, what I really learned amazing things about property when you work with people, you need to think about how you can add value first to people, how you can resolve their problem if they have a pain with, let's say, you know, it's anything can happen with people's life. People may be, I don't know, parents passed away and you inherited property. And now you think, oh my gosh, what to do with this property? Maybe yeah. this property, because especially at the moment, well, market can crash. At the moment, market is blooming, of course. Um, or people, unfortunately people divorce sometimes and um, if people divorce and they try and split the house and they try and sell the house so this kind of pain people have this sort of pain and you come and you help people resolve this problem with win situations for them and win for you as well so it's amazing to think think this way when you can come and first think how you can bring value how we can help people not just how i can make money that's that's really interesting because i think we forget when we think about property investment or i think you know how do i invest my money into property rather than you know at the moment we're trying to buy a house instead of um renting and i think we forget that it's about providing people with something in the way that you're saying it's it's about providing people a place to live first of all isn't yeah. it yeah they invest safely they yeah because world is well i don't want to say greedy but uh it's it, yeah. it, it lots of, about money 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 but it's great if you run business and i come across now so many people who is related to property and see how people try and help each other like yeah. i don't know so many things and people if i put a tech uh, message on social media and people come back to me with more experience and they will 
give me advice. They will even say, I can give you a call and help you. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing yeah. to see yeah. how many good people, people willing to help you. Genuinely wanting to help. So when it comes to property investment and types of property, my own knowledge goes as far as I kind of just articulated of buying a house to live in. And that's kind of an investment, isn't it? Um, or buying a property to rent out to someone else. Can you describe what the main types of property investment are and what the other types of property investment are? Can you unpack that a bit for us? Yes. Um, so probably most of the people uh, think that's the way how to invest, buy property and uh, uh, and rent it out, which is, yes, it's a very good strategy as well. Um, but it's much more strategies like, yeah, one of the strategies, as you already, already mentioned, it's buy property and let as a single let or buy property and uh, let as HMO, multiple occupation, um, uh, basically renting for people, unrelated people. Yeah. Um, also, where you can uh, buy to refurbish, refinance, and rent. Or another strategy, uh, buy at the value and sale. It's called flips. Okay. Um, or even at the moment, it's lots of property investors buying um, commercial buildings like uh, offices, old offices buildings, yeah. and converting, because you can buy much cheaper now, um, and converting into apartments, which is amazing strategy and amazing, but you definitely need experience for that. Um, and um, uh, lease option, for example, when people end up with the properties uh, they let's say paid hundred thousand pounds, let's say three, four, whatever, how many years ago, and today market dropped, for example, yeah. and now their property cost only eight thousand pounds, but today they're desperate to rid of this property, and what to do? So then it's called lease option when people can like property investor can come and. Uh, get a contract with a, a vendor and you can control this property let's say for the five seven years rent it out so basically what the benefit for a vendor a owner of the property he can completely move this property to the investor investor will pay mortgage investor will pay okay. everything for the seven years and in seven years uh, a property investor will pay the asking price, what the asking price today, uh, let's say £100,000 person would like for the house. But uh, so investor would say, okay, I will give you £100,000, but in seven years. But for this seven years, you don't have to worry about the property. I will pay your rent, I mean, uh, mortgage, and I will rent out the property. So that's another good option for this is how you can resolve a pain for um, someone who whose property lower than the, when they invested into property. Uh, just on what you were saying about those different types, going back to the office building one, because I would imagine at the moment, and especially as we come out of this uh, COVID pandemic, that there's going to be more opportunities to buy offices 
to yeah. convert because so many businesses are going remote work, aren't they? So there's going to be a lot yes, of definitely. empty buildings, I would imagine. Yeah, and to be honest, I'm walking around, like, for example, it's Kingston next to me, Kingston on Thames. Yeah. And it used to be two massive, well, pretty big buildings, office buildings. And now I can see already it's been converted, someone converting into apartments. Yeah. Uh, because I'm sure even when COVID will leave this planet, uh, probably it will become normal when lots of workers will office people will work from home um so probably lots of office buildings will become empty um from now on and it's a great opportunity for property investors so out of the types of property you just described what are the more popular ones with investors and why are they popular um, yeah, it's a great question. In my personal opinion, I think it's two very popular properties. One is buy a property and uh, convert into HMO. That's how you will get a much higher return on your investment. And another uh, great strategy is to buy, refurbish, refinance and rent. Again, you can get because when you buy a property at the value, so properties are much more in value now. So you can return, take, when you refinance, you can take most of your money or sometimes even all of your money, which you invested, and then you rent it out. So this is how you can achieve really good return on your investment. And another property, uh, another strategy is very popular, rent to rent. It's when basically you find a a tired landlord and then you rent it out from this landlord. So you control the property and uh, make a profit, basically. They still, the landlord still owns the property. Yes. So you're kind of subletting it and then you're managing the letting of it. Exactly. So you you don't, you don't have to put the money up to actually buy the property exactly yeah Yeah. it's quite cheap entrance into property investment business because you don't have to invest that much money it's about probably about five thousand pounds enough to start this so i imagine is it like with that model you would rent the property from the landlord for 12 months and and that's where you would need your capital yeah, usually you would rent at least three years. Oh, okay. Um, but better like five, let's say seven years. Um, okay. Um, yeah, that's the idea. Okay. Because so at you... the beginning you will invest into, let's say, maybe refurnish the property or uh, maybe some light decoration or light refurbishment has to be done. So the first year or two you will um, – Basically, all profit will go against what you already spent. Yeah. And then you will start make uh, money. So I would say, yeah, three years minimum. Um, so, that, so that's a good model for someone who doesn't have a huge amount to go and buy a property, but yeah. has tens of thousands of pounds where they could use that model to get a property and then manage it and rent it out and earn from it. Yes. Yeah. So what would you say is the best type of property investment for a beginner? 
does budget play a part in determining which is best for a beginner? Yes. Um, for the beginner, probably, I would say, um, by the, the, the simplest strategy and more straightforward and easier to understand and predict your return on investment and the, 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 how much you will spend, uh, it's probably buy to let as a single let. Okay. Um, and it only will be one tenant, I don't know, family, yeah, or um, so it will be a good taster. It's good to start with the strategy and um, and see how it goes, basically. So you buy a property uh, in a good area with a good demand, rental demand. That's very important, obviously. But if you've done your numbers right and you found property in a good area in decent condition where you don't have to spend that much into renovations, then, yeah, and then you rent it out and see how it goes. Why is it called single let? Is it because it's your only property or is it because it's only one family or person renting it or is it both does single let mean it's your first let uh single let it means basically uh, uh it's uh, it could be a single person living in the house or a family basically all related okay people. not not from different um families like unrelated yeah. like unrelated. hmo for example mm. it's it can be whatever how many three four five six strangers uh, depends on uh, yeah strangers complete strangers and then the, yeah so talking of HMO, can you tell us a bit more about HMO and why is HMO so popular with investors? Yes. So HMO, uh, yeah, because you can get really good return on your investment. Um, and it's an amazing strategy when you can buy a property and convert into, uh, so let's say you buy rundown property. Um, I don't know, three, four bedroom house, and yeah. you can uh, convert into, uh, let's say, yeah, you can put an extra bedroom to what, like one or two bedrooms and convert into HMO. Um, and it's very popular, yeah, because you can get a good return on your investment. Um, but again, it's very important to know uh, it's, yeah, because it's Article 4 areas, for example, you need to know if it's in Article 4 and also convert into, like, put a fire doors, fire alarms. So it's a bit deeper than just to say return on investment. It's a bit more uh, strategic and more, um, I would say, hustle, um, because it's more tenants, and okay. adults sometimes behave like children. I heard <laughs> stories when people, yes. because normally, quite often, people would uh, pass to a management office, and they will manage your... HMO, but if you manage yourself trying to save money, it can be quite difficult when people ringing you like at night saying, "Ah, oh, uh, I don't know, uh, John took my milk from the fridge before you went." And sometimes landlords have to call and like remind yeah. them, "Come on, guys, you are adults. Can you deal yeah. with yeah. yourselves?" But yeah, I, I can imagine that can be. Those are the kind of problems and issues you can have. Um, I can imagine. I mean, I lived in student accommodation, and I can remember some of the fights we used to have. So, I can imagine that being the case and something that a landlord would have to manage or outsource to uh, a letting agent to do. Um, I guess one of the benefits with HMO is that 
if one of the tenants leaves, you've only got to find a tenant for that one room rather than fill the whole property. Is that one of the reasons why HMO is attractive? Yes. Yeah. Um, and of course, it depends. What is your strategy? Are you both? Are you letting to a professionals or are you letting to students? Um, again, it all depends on your strategy with the HMO. But um, yes, exactly. If one tenant moved out, uh, let's say you have a five tenants, one moved out, so you have to fill up um, only one room, but other three or four, whatever, how many rooms is still going and uh, generate income. Would it be a good idea for a beginner to start with a HMO? Or is that something to think about once you've built up your portfolio, started with a single let? Is a HMO not for beginners? Um, I would not say it's not for the beginners. Probably any strategy is, you know. But the first thing I would say, of course, very important, educate yourself based make sure you understand and you know what you're doing because you the whole idea you would like to invest and make money and build your successful business rather than uh jump into something and then realize oh my gosh i made so many mistakes my personal opinion it better to start with a single let and experience that and maybe single let and let and manage yourself rather than managing okay. the office yeah. Just to, for your experience, just to experience yeah. and get a knowledge, experience and become used to, because not everyone would like to deal with a tenant. Like, no. for example, I would prefer personally to buy, refurbish and sell the property yeah. uh, or buy, refurbish, refinance and rent um to maybe a single lab because <laughs> yeah i heard yeah it can be a nightmare uh, with the tenants but i would say yeah i mean it depends on your knowledge and on your experience as a first strategy uh, as a first experience i think it can be a bit overwhelming like a bit oh, daunting okay yeah 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 that's that's good advice what do you think of buying a rundown single let that needs refurbishment so a property that's already been let out but needs refurbishing. Are there good opportunities there? Well, yeah, definitely good opportunities. Yeah, um, that's how you can buy a property a bit cheaper um, than um, you know full asking price. Uh, because the idea is, yeah, when you buy rundown property, that's how you. That's the reason why your offer is lower be below the market value. That's very important because it doesn't really matter asking price, uh, but what is true value of the property. And if property is run down, obviously, yeah, you can buy cheaper to manage to add the value and then refinance, hopefully, and get, if not all, then most of your money. And then again, return on investment because of that, return on investment will be much greater, much higher then you buy in good condition uh, property, uh, you pay full asking price, then obviously return on investment will be much smaller, much less. Is that one of the keys to being successful at property investment to always buy for less than the market value? Yes, definitely. That's that's the idea. Yeah, that's yeah. the 
that, that that's the idea when you buy below market value. Like for example, yeah, when you buy in a property, it's great if from day one you can get equity in the property. Let's say because when you will refinance or when you take a mortgage, usually it's about seventy five percent bank will give lend to you. So twenty five percent you invest, and if you can buy a let's say single let, if we're talking about twenty five percent below true market value so from 25%, day 25% less wow well if you can yeah, yeah if you can or 20 you know that in ideal world uh 25% so in a day one you already have an equity in your property so you can basically in about 6 months if it's just a, a traditional mortgage not bridging mortgage but traditional mortgage you can refinance in about 6 months so then you can refinance in six months and pull out your deposit. If not all, maybe then most of your deposit and recycle, buy, put into a, another property and do it again and again and again and again. That's the, uh, that's the idea. Okay. Vitaly, I see we're going to need to do a whole episode on strategies to buy properties under the market value. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in terms of budget, what is the minimum budget an investor needs for investing in any of the types of properties we discussed? Is it possible to get started with, for example, £50,000? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, of course, budget is very important. It depends. It will control where you can invest. Obviously, yeah. for example, in London, £50 is not much unless you start rent to rent for uh, strategy. Uh, when you control the property, but um, if you would like to buy a house in London, it's it's uh, property is much more expensive. But for yeah. example, if you go sort of Midlands or up north, basically, yes, I think fifty thousand pounds is will be enough for you to buy find a property in decent condition, um, and uh, buy as a single lead. Okay. And £50,000, it should be enough, yeah. If you will find a property, let's say, for £100,000, and then your deposit will be £25,000 plus legals and um, maybe some light renovation, maybe repaint or change carpets. So it will cost you maybe altogether, let's say, £40,000, between thirty and £40,000. Um, so, yeah, it will be a, a good first probably strategy to invest your if you have fifty thousand pounds and think about buy as a single lad before we finish the podcast Vitaly can I ask you one more question um that yeah. this wasn't on our script and the question is do you have any property predictions you know as we're coming out of the pandemic are there things you're expecting to happen either in London or Birmingham are you expecting prices to full or stay the same do you have any predictions will more are more people are we seeing more people move out of london for example and into the countryside is is that what you're seeing or hearing well what i'm hearing it's um <clears throat> uh, because at the moment it's um stamp duty holiday and um so that's why uh, one of the reason why market is property market is right really crazy yeah but in march stamp duty holiday will finish yeah and um 
follows as well will stop in March. So um, property investors think, predict um, by end of this year or beginning of maybe next year, prices will start falling basically, will go down uh, on the properties. So that's sort of prediction, yeah. End of this year or beginning next year, property market will go down. Thank you for that. So thanks so much for listening to this episode of Property with Vitaly. Thank you, Vitaly, for all your insights. Thank you very much, Lee. Thank you. And if you would like Vitaly to help you find properties to invest in, head over to vitalygromov.com or simply type that into Google and sign up to get Vitaly's investment opportunities sent direct to your inbox. But that's it for now. And we will chat to you again in a future episode. (music) 